Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 74. We're here in my living room on the Upper East Side. How you doing? How's your week going? It's Wednesday. I'm recording this a day late because I have just been so busy with work and the kids and oy, oy, oy. Fact of the day. Potato chips cause weight gain more than any other food. How depressing is that? Because kettle chips are so good. You know those, the extra crunchy ones? Oh my God, the Cape Cod ones. Sometimes when I go to, uh, there's the sandwich place that I like, which I never go because I always gain 10,000 pounds when I get a sandwich from there. Pot Belly, they're a chain in Manhattan. I think they started in Chicago. They sell a potato chip in there that's so delicious called Zaps. It's like the Cape Cod's chips. If you ever see Zaps, you got to get them. They're, they're amazing. Anyway, but Harvard University did a study, and they said that more than 120,000 people found that potato chips were, the, were to blame for all of their weight gain over a course of four years. If you ate tons of chips, people gained a little under two pounds. And the, other, and the things that make, make it so fatty are... Um, the, the, the all, obviously all the, the frying and, and, and the salt and all the preservatives they put in the chips. But, but second and third on the list of, of other fattening foods are uh, sodas and unprocessed meats. Great. Which we're saying is cold cuts. Of course. Of course. But I know that. You know, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say. Or I may be proud to say. I don't know. It depends who you, who's listening. That I gave up cold cuts for like 10 years. I did. I only got back into them a couple years ago, which is disgusting. Like who, who get, yeah, so I got back into doing yoga. Yeah, no, you know what? I got back into bologna. Like that, that's real, that's literally, that's, that's literally what happened to me. I used to preach to all my friends, cold cuts, they're horrible. You shouldn't eat them. It's fake meat. It, it makes you break out. They're oily. It's disgusting. You, you feel so heavy and bloated after and then one day I was walking by the deli counter and um, and I got really turned on. So that was the end of that. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. speaking of oy, gaining weight, I have some depressing news. So I was uh, I was making hot coffee for a while every morning, you know, because I'm just t- exhausted with the kids and everything that I'm, you know, doing. So working, the pandemic, homeschooling, two kids, eight classes each, eight Zoom calls, but God forbid they use the same link for the Zoom call for the day. No, so each kid had eight separate links, 16 links a day, just for the kids, forget about my meetings. Oh, please. And then I'm doing my stand-up, and then you got to feed the kids. You know, they got to eat, you got to cook. So that's, that's, that's fun. But uh, when it started to get a little warmer out, I was like, you know what? Let me go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a nice coffee. Fine. So I do a nice coffee. I get I get almond milk, a sugar in it, just to make it a little sweet. Because I try. I can't drink it black. I'm try, I tried. I just, you know, sugarless and black. I can't. So Dunkin' Donuts has the wake-up wraps, right? Which are just this little tiny tortilla with a little egg and a little cheese. And I'm thinking, you know what? Those had to be healthy. They have to be healthy. There's nothing in them. It's not an Egg McMuffin. There's not Hollandaise sauce or whatever that delicious sauce is in a McMuffin. There's no Canadian bacon. It's a little mini tortilla and inside a little egg 
And and it, which looked almost like I don't know an egg patty, but it looked good. It looked it looked it looked healthy. And a little piece of cheese. What harm could this do? So for the last two months, I've been having two wake-up wraps because one is not filling. I've been having two wake-up wraps at Dunkin' Donuts five days a week. <laughs> I can't even believe what I'm saying because I just want to die. I just did this with a Starbucks white chocolate mocha coffee. I was drinking a white chocolate mocha coffee from Starbucks for four months. Next thing I know, I'm like 35 pounds heavier and I struggled to get the weight off. So anyway... I put on a pair of pants. The, the, they're like my battle-tested pants. You I mean, you know, you have the same kind of pants. It's like these are the pants that I've had for the last 20 years that tell me if I've gained or lost weight. Like screw a scale. Who needs a scale? You just need your battle-tested pants, you know? I think these are like a size 6. And I know that if I could get in these pants, zip them up and button them, and they're not super tight, like I wouldn't wear them anyway, but if they're not super tight, then, I, then I'm good. But I know if I get them on and the zipper doesn't go up, I know mom has been eating a little too much. You know what I'm saying? So I put the pants on. I can't, I, I forget zippering. I can't even pull them up. Like, I can't, like they, they go up halfway, halfway up my ass, and I'm struggling. So... Yesterday, just yesterday, I'm like, what am I doing wrong every day? What, how did I gain weight? I'm even, I'm, I'm doing more shows. I'm walking more. I don't understand. I go on Dunkin' Donuts website. Just wanted to check the nutritional facts of the wake-up wraps. And guess what? 13 grams of fat each. So that means every day, every morning, I have been consuming 26 grams of fat for the last two months. And then I'm wondering why I have a newfound layer of thick fat skin all throughout my body. And here's the thing. As you know, as we talk all the time, I don't even really care so, so much about my weight. It's just like it's not something that really like keeps me up at night. A lot of women, they, they get all verklempt. The only thing I hate about gaining weight is that my face gets chubby and, and, and my waistline. But I hate them. If my face stayed thin, I'd probably be a big house, you know? So anyway, hold on. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I knew it. I knew it. Here I am. I had a little, I have a mini Pellegrino bottle of water from somewhere that I just was and I took it home because I didn't drink it because that's the kind of, because <laughs> that's the kind of person I'm a, I am. And I'm shaking it all around in the cab and of course I just open and explodes everywhere. All over my leopard carpet! Anyway, um, I don't really care so much about the gaining the, of the weight. It's like in the sense of unless it's making me feel bad unless I feel sluggish, unless I put on the battle-tested pants and they, they can't even go up, or my face looks like, you know, a giant balloon, then, you know. But I was disappointed. And the name of the rap's a wake-up rap. I mean, it, it, I've told you, I'm a marketer's dream. I'm just believing any old thing. So, yeah, that's that. They're banned. So today I had oatmeal, just plain old, old-fashioned Quaker oats, made it on the stove with water, put a little bit of honey in it, and that's it. And tomorrow I'll do the same, maybe with a few blueberries. That's it. That is it. It's it. No more wake-up wraps. You've been fun, Duncan baby, but mama's got to go. I mean, and I, I probably should have known anything that costs two for $2 probably isn't really that healthy for you, but I, uh, I thought... I was really splashing out. I was kind of getting excited about that, my, my morning trip to Dunkin' with the wake-up wraps. 
Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's like food is just one of those things. Like, you know, I and I, I get so excited about food. Like, like get it going to Dunkin' and getting the wake-up wraps. I mean, but you know, before I became a mother, I, I cared about food, but not now. After I became a mother, everything changed. It's like I used to be, before kids, I used to be turned on by things like free shots. Now I'm turned on by things like free samples. <laughs> I mean, is there any better time to go to the store than 2 o'clock at Costco? Really? Re- really? Really? So the mask mandate, speaking of, that that's fun. My building, my apartment building here in New York, they reinstated uh, wear masks everywhere. And, you know, during the height of the pandemic, I think I told you, we were on a laundry schedule. So mm, every floor in my building had a specific day to do laundry. Um you know, in the communal laundry room in the basement. Some people have machines in their in in their in their apartment. I don't. But um, we're not as bad as going back to the laundry schedule. But we do have to wear masks in the hallways, elevators, basement, yada yada. So, you know, that's uh, it's kind of it's depressing. It 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 is depressing. Um, I thought, you know, I thought that uh, de Blasio was definitely going to say that first day, our mayor, I thought he was going to say the first day, you have to wear masks, you have to wear masks, you know, but I think he wound up saying that it's encouraged, right? It's encouraged. Even if you've been vaccinated, you should wear a mask. And I am, I am. I have been, I've had both shots, but I don't care. I'm doing it. My job, which I, and I've said, I like my, my, my nine to five job. I like my nine to five job. I, they're great. My boss, he's a doll. I really like him a lot, but human resources, listen to this, human resources, the same day of the de Blasio announcement, they sent a note out and they said to everybody that you, um, you should, oh, ju- no, 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 no. The note said, just as a reminder, just, you know, we're, we're, we're adhering to the, to the, you know, state city rules, yada, yada. And if you've been vaxxed, you don't have to wear a mask indoors. They were sending that little reminder. And you know what? Here's the thing. I didn't like that reminder. I felt like, why are you telling people, why are you reminding people that they don't have to wear a mask? I, everybody else is doing the opposite. Everybody else. I went into the nail salon and I had my mask on my chin and they asked me to put it up. It's up to the business's discretion, right? I, I, but my job, they're saying, we're reminding you don't have to if you've been vaxxed. Like, fuck that. You should tell people that they should just for everybody's comfort. You should. But you know what? I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that I say it all the time on this podcast and I'm going to stick to my guns that us employees have a lot more leverage than we think we have in this day and age. And if you want to stay home from work and work from home, you definitely should be able to. They're, they're having this, there's the big, the big runoff of employees. Everybody's going places, but that gets better benefits and this and that, but I don't want to repeat myself. Anyway, this week I'm doing a show at, oh no, not this week, next week I should say, next week, I apologize, August 12th on Thursday. If you want to come into the city or if you're in in the city, come on down. I'm doing a comedy show at the funeral, Paula. Let me tell you something, how this came about, okay? This is crazy. So during lockdown, I, uh, my boyfriend was over, my kids were with their father, and um, my boyfriend was annoying me because he was telling me he was on a diet. And I usually, like I just said, don't really do diets, you know? So I, uh, 
I told him I was going out for a walk and I went for a walk and I got, I was going on like a snack walk. You know, I was going to pick up a baguette and it's a croissant. You might have seen the video if you follow me on TikTok and I, I did it months ago. And basically I was just trolling around the Upper East Side with snacks in tow and I stumble upon this building, which I knew to be the funeral parlor. And I hear gorgeous symphony music coming from outside the building. And there's a whole smorgasbord of snacks lined up on big catering tables outside. And I was like, what's this? And I start talking to the guy and I pull out my phone and I'm doing a TikTok, you know, like a real nutter. And uh, they tell me that it's their winter symphony. And they do these community events once a quarter. And long story short, I posted the TikTok thing. It went viral. And then the president of the funeral, Paula, calls me up and he says, we would love for you to do a comedy show at our um, funeral home. We, we really like you on social media. We would like to do our events, our, our, our uh, summer quarterly community event um, focused around comedy. And I said, fabulous. And uh, every, every quarter they do something within the arts. So anywho, anywho, I put the, the, the whole thing together and um, – I'm so excited about the show, and it's free, and there'll be refreshments if you want to come. It's on uh, Thursday, I think at like 6 or 6.30 on Madison Avenue. This place is so fabulous. Everybody has been waked there. Uh, Joan Rivers, Jackie O, JFK, the notorious B.I.G., I mean, uh, Zarin, Bobby Zarin, everybody, every literally everybody has been waked there. I, you know, I'm, I'm, one, I'm one minute away from negotiating my discount, you know, for when it's my time, because that's the only place I tell my ex-husband, if I die, knock on wood. Oh, God, there's no wood around. Uh, I don't want to die. Um, if, if Oh, I found one. Found one, found it. Um, <laughs> I told my ex-husband, because I trust him, you know, he's like the only person I trust, which maybe I should have stayed married to him. Ah, whatever. I... I tell him, listen, I say, Dollface, if, if something happens to me, make sure I'm waked at Frank, Frank Campbell Funeral Parlor on Madison Avenue. Thank you. I will have nothing less. He's like, okay, Elise. So, um, anywho, we're doing the show at Frank Campbell. I put together a great lineup of comics, and the show's getting some press. On um, Monday, I have a, a TV interview with um, uh, an affiliate station, Scripps, Scripps uh, Big Media Company, and... Um, they are doing a, a quick interview with me in a 60 markets uh, around the country. So unfortunately not New York. So that kind of stinks, but that's okay. Um, and they're just going to talk to me about being a stand-up comic in New York during the pandemic and uh, also uh, doing the show in the most unlikely place, the funeral home. And you know what? I'm just going to have to tell them. I'm happy because I'll be performing in front of a live audience. Ha <laughs> ha! Pun intended. <laughs> New York City's not dead, but I think it's going to be just so great. And I love, I love how open-minded this funeral parlor is saying, come have a comedy show in here. I mean, why not? Why? Why the hell not? In other news, I became a friar. I'm now a friar at the Friars Club. That's exciting. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll put on, they do do shows there. Hopefully we'll have some shows there one of these days, but the Friars Club is so cool. I think I told you about it. Uh, you know, there's a Barbara Streisand room and they, it's all this old building and in Midtown and everything, the wood, it's wood and glamorous and, and all these old showbiz people who's a Broadway producer who and here and, you know, I was talking to this guy, he's the, um, 
he's the touring, the touring producer uh, of Stomp and a few other Broadway shows. So he doesn't produce uh, the shows when they're in New York on Broadway. He just produces the tours that go around the country. And just, just and he was older. He's maybe in his 70s. Just talking to him was so interesting. You know, like, what makes you get into that? How do you get into that line of work? You know, I'm always interested in, in people's stories. Um, so, yeah, the Friars Club, baby. Big. That's the big times. The Babs Room and Jerry's a Friar and, ah, I just couldn't be more delighted. So that was, that's great. Um, you got to come. You got to come. You come for a drink. We'll have a drink at the Friars Club. You know, most of these private clubs in New York, you know, you have to spend a certain amount of money each quarter. Um, I, you might have to do the same thing here, but I, I'm a working performer. So, you know, I get a little bit of, I, I, I think I get a little discount or something. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. What I did do on the performance front, not myself, uh, this uh, past weekend, if you're in the city and you're looking for something free to do, I took my kids to uh, picnic performances in Bryan Park. It was so great. Um, there was a the, the a Broadway singer, um, an African-American girl. She plays Tina Turner on Broadway in the Tina Turner Broadway show. And... Um, she, she had put together a show in, in Bryant Park. It was like 2,000 people there, everyone outside, totally free. You got to bring your vaccine card, so FYI, on that. Um, and it was great. It was it was great. It was just like all the singing and, 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 and bopping around, and people even were dancing. She didn't only sing Tina Turner. She sang some Whitney Houston songs. It was so fun. There was a, a band there. And, uh, yeah, we brought our dinner there on Friday night, and it was it was awesome. I wanted to take the girls to uh, Shakespeare in the Park, but I don't know. You got because of COVID, you got to like register for tickets and whatnot. <clears throat> and of course, you know it's again free event, so it was all it, everything was all gone. Which oh my god, oh my god! This reminds me to tell you, um, this girl that I work with, she told me about this app that I didn't have, and you probably know about it. But I, if you live in New York, by the way, this is it. Um, it's called NYS Wallet, New York State Wallet. NYS Wallet, go on the App Store. And basically, uh, you just input your vaccine card information and or where you got the vax, the dates, or whatever. And it's a digital vaccine card. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Actually, for some reason, mine's not working. My app, when I downloaded it and I put my info in, it's not working. So I took a screenshot of my Vax card, and I, I have it saved on my phone. But, um, you know, should I need it? And, and I don't have the physical card on me. But I did need the physical. I needed I needed the information to get into this picnic performances on Friday night, and I didn't have it. I was freaking out when I was with the kids. But I remembered I, I had it in an email because someone needed for me to do a show. Someone needed me to send them my, my vaccine card. Um, and so I dug it up and then I, you know, saved, saved the screenshots into a folder. But when I was at work, I was telling this girl and she's like, oh, NYS wallet. And I said, oh, you know, all the, these, the States they have, I, maybe they have their own digital, um, app so we could save the, the card, which is, which is super cool. Um, mm, I like that. The whole point, the whole point of, <clears throat> in my line of work my nine to five work. Uh, the whole point of tech and digital is to create digital 
slash online experiences to make your offline life easier, right? Like, nobody told me that line. I just made that up. No, not line, pun intended. No pun intended. I mean that, but that's the point of digital, right? That's the point of digital media. That's the point of apps and innovation and, and, and using the web. Like, what the fuck is the point of the web if it's not to make your real life easier, right? So, uh, this, that app makes your life easier. You don't have to fumble for a card. You don't have to rely on a physical card. I love it. I, I, I love it. And I don't care. And with that, even though I, I've said before, I don't wear the, the Apple Watch and all that, with that kind of thing, I don't care that it's digitized, the vaccine information, because, you know, whatever. You're never going to believe what's coming to Times Square. Speaking of things going on in New York City, do you know the Hotel Margaritaville? Do, do you know this hotel? Margaritaville is this um, giant hotel chain. It's I think it's like Jimmy Buffett or something. They they're all hold on. Let me pull it up. They're all they're 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 they're, they're like around. Okay, Margaritaville. They're around. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? I uh, I just had it. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all over the place, right? It's the the, the their own. I don't even know, Jimmy Buffett and their resort. They have all of these uh, restaurants and bars um, in Margaritaville. Like it's five o'clock somewhere and all these corny things like Land Shark and everything is uh, beachy themed. Beach themed, margarita themed, chill, lay back. And so there's a company, okay? There is, there is the company that is constructing a giant Margaritaville resort in Times Square. It's going to be so huge, okay? 32-story tower, like five bars, four restaurants. It's going to be um, right on 7th and 40th Street. It's going to take up like the whole block. I, I drove by it the other day. And here's the thing. They tried. Margaritaville tried, okay? They tried to... to to, to have a, um, well, I shouldn't say Margaritaville. Jimmy Buffett had a uh, musical on Broadway in 2018, and it failed miserably. It ran for six months, and it failed. You know why it failed? Nobody wanted to go see that kind of thing. In New York, people want the glitz, the glamour, the singing. The, the, people want that drama, that, that, that New York thing. I'm not saying that none, nothing else works here, of course, but that's what people want. And, um, and so, you know, yeah, sure. So the musical bombed after six months. So you know what we should do? We should go open a giant Margaritaville and they're doing this huge build and it's going to be open, I think in like 2022. And that's the end of that. It's costing $300 million to build. There's going to be an outdoor pool and all sorts of effing crap. I honestly... For the city's sake, I hope it works. I hope it does well because the tourism will be good and stuff and it will make jobs. But really, Margaritaville, like, let me tell you something. If I, which I'm not, moved out to the suburbs and then wanted to have an overnight in the city, I could tell you I'm not going to be having an overnight in the city at Margaritaville. Like, you know where I'd have a, a Margaritaville overnight? If I was in Nashville, okay? Or maybe in Florida or maybe in, I don't, even Texas. But Manhattan? Nah, nah. In Manhattan, I want to throw on a pair of sequin pants, light up an old Virginia Slim cigarette, and have a martini. That's what I want to do here. I don't want to go to a bar that's called it's 5 o'clock somewhere with a giant flip-flop in the entranceway. Thank you very much. <laughs>
<laughs> and no, I don't smoke. I did smoke when I was younger and it was disgusting, but I was like, you know, I was like 20. Um, doesn't even count. Tonight, Mateo Lane was at Gotham Comedy Club. I uh, I ran into some friends, so I didn't unfortunately get to see his whole act. But if you don't know Mate- Mateo Lane, I'm not friends with him. Um, I'm just a fan of his. Uh, he's hilarious. He's a gay comic. He's like the Mario Cantone of this generation. And I love him. And it was a packed crowd. And they had, they had it was, I forget what the name of the show was, but it was like a gay night. It was a gay night. Homo Circus or something they called it. It was so awesome. Sold out show. Uh, they had this great drag queen, um, Mrs. Cracker, as the um, host, and ugh, Mateo Lane killed it. Jay Jordan was there. He's another hilarious gay comic here in New York. Oh, my God. It was electric. So, mm, yeah, got to check that out. Other New York news that I could tell you? Oh, my God, that's right. Have you seen The Vessel? The vessel um, thing that they built in Hudson Yards. Well, you know, this vessel, I mean, you def- if you Google the vessel, it's, you know, gigantic, gigantic uh, sculpture that they made um, in 2019. It was, uh, I can't remember who was the, uh, it's owned by related companies, which, you know, is, they think they also own um, Columbus Circle. But anyway, the vessel gets tons of tourists there because it's this cool, super, architecturally uh, pleasing, aesthetically pleasing, whatever you want to call it, design. Uh, you know, you could walk around on it. But but listen to this. But listen to this. It's closed right now because they just had their fourth suicide happen. A 14-year-old boy, literally, uh, he jumped off of uh, the side of the railing um, just a couple weeks ago, and so it's closed. And here's the thing. The... This is what I don't understand about this uh, that I needed to bring up. First of all, when they opened this thing in 2019, they thought that it was going to have uh, suicides because, I don't know, it's high up, it's the, the, the railings are very low, and they just, they just thought that. And then a couple suicides happened, so they put up some notes. Um, they put up notes saying, you know, beware, you know, be, Beware of people's behaviors on here. You know, please do not walk around if you have some mental health issues, whatever. They even put, um, they, they staffed up, they put security. They even added uh, some sort of screening, which I don't know how you do it, but uh, to detect risky uh, behaviors. But the one, th- and, and, and they start related, started charging people $10 to get on the vessel. If you want to go see the vessel, that go check out this vessel structure that bad, you have to pay $10 to check it out um, because they wanted to make it like people really want to get in and go, go see the thing, right, um, because of this suicide risk. You know what the one thing they didn't do, though? The one thing they didn't do is raise the fucking bars. They didn't raise the railings on the structure. So related company, and I don't know them. So, you know, I'm just, and this is just me, just, 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 just citizen commentary. But it's like, let me get this straight related. You, you, you decided, you're like, okay, this structure is amazing. We built it, but we saw that a couple of people took their lives. So we see that this is a risk. So we're going to charge people money. We're going to put security. We're going to put all these signs up to have... Risky behavior detectors, whatever the hell that means. 
but would the only thing that really could prevent suicide is to raise the railings, raise the railings, and you won't do that. Why? What, are you so afraid that your design is going to get altered? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. You know how high the railings are on this building? Makes me so upset when I think about it. Up to your waist. Up to your waist. So, you know, I'm reading, when I read this article, I was disgusted. I was, I, I, my stomach turned. I couldn't even believe this because it was like, why would you do everything but the one thing that will prevent people from jumping off this thing? And then as I'm reading through this article, um, they're saying that young people, which I had no idea, young people, and by the way, the fourth suicide, I don't, did I say it's a 14-year-old boy? Young people um, tend, a statistic, fact, young people tend to, uh, the people that take their lives and when they're young, they tend to make the decision impulsively, which is really like scary really, really scary. But um, if they're in this, I guess, funny mental state and they're not feeling so great and they are in an area where that that that's an option, they just go, right? They just go. And um, I'm, I'm so, I was so upset to hear. So the vessel is now closed. <laughs> but related companies just put out a statement saying, we're actually probably going to close it down for good. We're going to close it down for good. They said, we did everything we can to prevent the suicides, but they keep happening. So unfortunately, we're probably going to have to close it. So it's like, let me get this straight. You uh, did everything that you thought you could, except the one thing that would actually prevent the, 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 these, the self-harms. It took so long to build this thing, so expensive to build this thing. Um, and 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 you're not do, go, you're not actually going to take every single step to make sure that it doesn't happen. Instead, you'd rather just close up shop and said, eh, we tried everything. Is that not, is that not fucking ridiculous? Honestly, you could read the article. I think I saw it on Curbed. It made me so angry. Um, we, we build these things in the city. They take up all sorts of uh, precious road space and road works and all this sort of shit going on. And now we're like, you know, we had some tragedies and uh, we're closing up shop just because people don't want to what? Alter the design. I mean, I'm saying the same thing over and over again because I'm just, I, I'm, I'm so annoyed about it. I'm so annoyed. Right. Changing speeds to product of the week, baby. So I wear on stage Lululemon uh, jackets. They have the Lululemon Define jacket. It's like, it's too expensive, but I have a bunch of them. I like it because I don't like to be like totally exposed. I know that's so funny. Like I'm on stage. I don't like to be totally exposed. I like just, I feel comfortable in a little jacket. So I get these uh, Align jackets, Define jackets, whatever the hell they're called. They're like, I don't know, $110. Ridiculous, ridiculous. But I wear them. That's my uniform. So, you know, I boy, I feel, blah, blah. Anywho. I found a knockoff. I found another knockoff. I found one knockoff. I think I might have mentioned it a few weeks ago. It, the brand is like Quiniki. Queen. It's all spelled like Queen and then like E-K-E. Um, and if you type in like Quiniki jacket, like on Amazon, it'll come up. But I found another knockoff a friend told me about. And uh, the brand is called Lock and Love LL Track Jacket. Uh, the and is just the, the ampersand symbol. And it's knockoff Lululemon, the same exact jackets, $38 on Amazon. So I'm going to check it out. 
I just ordered my first one. I ordered an olive green one. I ordered it in a size large because I have a big chest, so I just, like, didn't want something super fitted. But um, I'll let you know how it works out. Listen, $38 is a hell of a lot better than 100 then 100 and besides, Lululemon's so annoying. They only make things in like a certain color, you know, certain color, certain season. So these knockoff brands, they they have the exact same fabric. I don't know how. They have the almost identical design. They even do the same tags, my friend said. The tags are even the same. And, uh, and they have different colors and patterns. What's not to love? And it's cheaper. We'll see how that works out. Anyway, that's it for the Elise DeLucci show. I wish I had more stuff to tell you, more exciting stuff, salacious stuff, scandalous things. I got nothing. I've just been working, and I've been trying to get my stage time, and I'm trying to put together all shows and 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 stuff. And and ugh, it's it's a it's a grind as always, as always. Quote quote closing out on a quote. Nelson Mandela, I've heard this quote before, but not for a while, and I love it. The greatest glory in living lies never in falling, but in rising every time we fall. The greatest glory in living never lies in falling, but rising every time we fall. So good. Nelson Mandela, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Elise DeLucci Show. I cannot tell you how appreciative I am, as always. And I will post the link when that interview comes out next week on the TV house. Fancy. Can't wait. Can't wait. Remember, tell your friends, subscribe to the Elise DeLucci Show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Uh, Leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts. I read all of them, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye, everybody.